This episode of the Red Stick Podcast, sponsored by El Rio Grande Mexican Restaurant. If you're looking for authentic, home-style Mexican food and the best margaritas you'll ever salt your lips with, go see our friend Raul Erdialis and the fun-loving staff at Baton Rouge's oldest Mexican restaurant, El Rio Grande. 8334 Airline Highway, just north of Florida, across from Frank's. Byron Allen is Byron Allen. the producer of Chappaquiddick. Byron yeah. Allen owns Entertainment Studios, which is worth a billion dollars, and they just bought the Weather Channel for $300 million. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. What's Byron here? fucking Allen. Byron Allen's stand-up or the plot of Chappaquiddick. Welcome to the Red Stick Podcast. Today's guests are Sunday Weathers of Sunday's Disposition fame, and from the family dinner, comedian Evan Rabelais. Now here's your host, the Red Sticks comedian-in-chief, Jeremy White. All right, yes, we are rolling here at El Rio Grande, 8334 Airline Highway. Just north of Florida, across from Frank's. Welcome back, folks. It's the Red Street Podcast. One of the best margaritas you'll ever saw you live Yeah, with. all that good stuff. Beef it's nachos. It's weird how that just it's like muscle memory just comes back it to you. It just comes right back, even after a month. Couldn't, and, uh, has it been that long? Yeah, I know. We're doing like maybe maybe once a month right now. But oh, hey, we might, uh, we'll, we might pick it up later. Anyway, and uh, like with us, that's Sunny Weathers, by the way. Yeah, I'm going to get the fuck about me. That's Sunny Weathers. And uh, yeah. we don't need give to talk up. I fucking forget how to talk into a microphone. We though. give a fuck <clears> about you, Sonny. Get to All the right. fucking real important one. Yeah, Evan Rabelais. Hi. Yeah. It's How are you, again. sir? Uh, it's me again. I'm good. I'm here. Always good to have Evan on the show. I'm active. Very active. Been we, busy. Uh, we just wrapped up uh, Gridiron together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did. We did uh, the Gridiron show. I recruited you, and Robert Rao. Yeah. And Herman Omega Prime Davis. That's correct. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, you know, I bring y'all in there, and some of the older folks in there turn to me like, are they any good? I'm like, when have I brought you anybody who was trash? Nick Moore was in there. Y'all love him. Fuck, James Brown hasn't been in the show in like five years since he moved to New Orleans. Y'all still ask me about him. I'm not bringing you trash. I'm not bringing you, you know, scrubs. See, I was about to say, you know, he, he brings all these people that do other podcasts, and then he never brought the guy that does his podcast. Because I know you but wouldn't. Then, but then he said he doesn't bring trash to it. And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh that makes sense. Oh, okay, there we go. Yeah, yeah. All right, I that understood. Ex- yeah, that explains, you know. You I was going to question it, and then now I don't question it anymore. Yeah, you know, I, mm-hmm. I, was, I was like, oh, I feel like my comments are useless now. <laughs> I mean, so. to be fair, Sonny, you know, Robert Rao got an audible gasp on the first show because, because someone thought he might have maybe said the word fuck. Mm. So. When he said fine. But it was an exasperated, like, resigned, fine. Fine. You know, Robert Rao. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fine. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. And an old lady in the, near the front just goes, <gasps> We could we, hear it from behind the curtain. We were behind the curtain waiting for the curtain to open. For the, uh, this is during the pre-opener. And this woman, you could hear her. <gasps> like, oh, my God, I feel like a... She clutched her pearls like so loudly. It created a wind. It created, <laughs> just sucked everything. They turned to carbon. Yeah. I, saw the, I saw the curtains move a little bit yeah. when the air was trying to escape. There's negative pressure. she get the vapors? <laughs> she got the vapors. Oh, dear Lord. So, yeah, she there was, was suddenly a rich New Englander. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And then she was Jamaican. Lord of mercy. <laughs> she was everybody all the time. And then, uh, so Robert got that before we even opened the damn curtain on Friday night. Yeah. Uh, good thing she wasn't there Saturday night because the governor said shit. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Out loud. The governor actually said shit. So it was just like every time he talks into a microphone? Hey, now. Not every time. Mm. Yeah, there's, the go- there's there's political humor there. for the week. The governor and uh, his, his his little party of people, they got they got edgy. Dude, the best part of that, I've been doing this long, 13, 14 years, and you always have the governor give the official response when, when he or she is in uh, attendance. Right. And uh, that one by far was the best official response I've, I've seen. Jay Darden's uh, impression I'll- of John Kennedy. Well, I was going to say, Jay just Jay walk Martin, up and be like, Jay, fuck all y'all and drop the mic? Uh, among, governors, among the gubernatorial responses, that was by far the best. On other nights when the governor wasn't there and the um, standing uh, ranking member of the state officials was there, it was Jay Darden, I think. He was either Secretary of State or Lieutenant Governor at the time, and he did a Groucho Marx impression. It started from the back of the room, came in, a little 
uh, hands-free mic taped to his face, running around with the the, uh, with the, the eyebrows, the eyebrows the mustache, and the mustache, and glasses, and the cigar, no notes, going around vamping, and it was fucking ridiculous. John Darden comes by it honestly, yeah. But Governor John Bell Edwards and his staff, uh, of course, they bring out the stat, the the press, the people portraying the members of the press who just skewered them, right, uh, for two and a half hour or yeah, hour and a half. It's a quick show this year, good. Uh, but then I was gonna say Jay also can quote. Any scene from Blazing Saddles. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, he's a, he's a smart, intelligent, and very entertaining dude. And comedy savvy. Mm-hmm. Oh, exactly. He's got the timing. He yeah. should be at the last listening party, which is coming up. Well, we'll get that out later. When, yeah. No, no. When is that? I, I meant to the, ask the you date earlier. is not talk about, talk the about date it. is not confirmed, but the final uh, listening party comedy showcase at Carrie Berry's Atomic Pop Shop will be either April twenty eighth or May fourth. Mm. Date unconfirmed so far. Okay. For various reasons. So, Cinco de Mayo? No Cinco de Mayo. Not Cinco de Mayo. May 4th. May the 4th be with you, Star Wars Day. Okay. Or April 28th. Hmm. So, uh... It's sad. It is sad. It, it is, it's a very sad And, and it's going to be the last one because it's a, it's a venue-specific... Yeah. It's a venue-specific show. I'm not moving it. I'm not bring it somewhere else I'm, I'm i'm killing the show off now it's a very natural death now, now and it's gonna be a long fun show now if somebody else would like to give evan a venue for a new show maybe called i don't know like the hearing party or something a, hearing a party. completely different show from the listening party right i'm happy to entertain well, you. let me tell you i've got another show in the works already so see evan's already on top yeah. of it see but <clears throat> is it called back, the hearing party did, did, it's I, not. did i steal your gimmick it's not you're good <laughs> Getting back to the response, so they have members of the staff portraying members of the media, mm-hmm. and then where you wear signs, so you know who you're portraying, right? And um, so they make fun of the press corps. Uh, they get a little personal because they know some of them, you know, girlfriend issues or whatever idiosyncrasies. Right. And then they bring out after they do that for about five or ten minutes. Then they bring out the the governor's political opponents, and they skewer the fuck out of them. Did they really give it to John Mahaffey this year? John, no, not when has John Mahaffey gotten it? Period. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to think of newscasters. John Mahaffey, good lord, was that ninety nine? Margaret Lawhon is still like smoking a cigarette as they're coming back from break next. I don't know. John Mahaffey was there my whole life. Like you say, ninety nine. Like is that when he died? He hasn't been on the air in a while. I know. That's why I was, this, it was, I was doing a throwback. <laughs> but, but to me, like you say 99, he, I still feel like that was like a week, a week and a half he, ago. He left to go get Margaret Lawhon cigarettes and never came back. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> so uh, the, the response. Like we're talking about Phil Rainier. No, no. <laughs> sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. So they, the response, they had John Kennedy up there, and, it was, and John Kennedy was being played by Jay Darden. Jay Darden. Jesus Christ! From the get go, yeah. Well, he showed his up, first line. We're backstage, and and he's got this little blonde wig to portray Kennedy. Like, no, we have two wigs. We have we literally have two wigs back backstage that have Kennedy written in them, because you got to make fun of Kennedy of his, about his hair. And I played Kennedy this year. Two rules about gridiron: you can never make Jeff Landry dumb enough. You can never make him too dumb. Right. Number two, the other rule is you can't make Je- uh, John Kennedy too effeminate. Oh, John Kennedy. I thought he was going to come out there and drive his car off no, the stage. No, no, no. John Neely Kennedy. Leave a girl to <laughs> so, die. So what was the first line? Um, well, I'm going to go off script here for a second. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Immediately. Immediately. I'm just a Zachary boy who went to UVA to speak dumbass. No, that was the, he was talking about his uh, upcoming autobiography. Yeah. It's all about me. It's all about me. Uh, yeah, this, it's the story of a of a, a Zachary boy who went to UVA to learn how to speak that was, Look, we had people in the audience literally stand up and start clapping in the, the middle of the skit. Jesus, at crazy. that line because it was just too fucking good. I need to make a shirt that says JNK. Junk. John Neely Kennedy. Who said junk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Junk. Hmm. I won't. I won't continue I've, with the Kennedy I've, comparisons. I've, 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 I wanted to talk about Chappaquiddick. He's been dead hey, long enough, hey. and now we can finally all admit. All right. Chappaqu- we can admit what everybody hey, knew. There's a comedy connection to Chappaquiddick. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. Chappaquiddick is produced by Entertainment Studios, Inc., which is owned by... Marvel Studios. Uh, Listening Byron, Party. Uh, Byron Allen. Yeah. Really? Yeah, Byron Allen is Byron Allen. the producer of Chappaquiddick. Byron really? Allen owns Entertainment Studios, which is worth a billion dollars, and they just bought the Weather Channel for $300 million. 
Jesus. Yeah. yeah. What's Byron funnier? fucking Allen. Byron Allen's stand-up or the plot of Chappaquiddick. That's shitty because I always like Byron Allen. Whenever he do those <laughs> shitty talk shows with well, like comedians, he's, he's he's the worst at setups though for like the couch talk of like uh. That's uh, why I loved it. It's, it's, it's ham-handed. so so Just like so, I heard you went to the mall recently. <laughs> That's what's fucking hilarious about it. <laughs> My favorite thing in the world is then making a joke and then pointing out, point it out. You know, like. <laughs> You know, Jared, Jeremy, like, you really should, you really should have just a vein up your neck and, like, a little purple rim around your head. See, that's a penis joke because his head looks like a dick. Mm. I, that's, I love that shit. <laughs> I cannot get enough of explaining jokes. <laughs> and that's not even a joke. That's just a real commentary on Jeremy. Yeah. 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 So, Byron Allen, yeah. Chappaquiddick. Uh, where were we going? John Kennedy. Right. We also had Herman Skewered. Omega Prime Davis in the, uh, yeah. in there. And that was fun uh, being, listening to uh, him getting elocution lessons after pretty much every rehearsal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That wasn't uncomfortable at all. No, it was completely not uncomfortable to watch Herman be told how to speak. Yeah, and especially given that one of his roles in the, in the show was uh, one of Mitch Landrew's uh, staff members. Right. As in someone from New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Well, guess where Herman is from? New Orleans? New Orleans. New I was going to say Port Why Island. Why do you say it so fucking weird? He's from New Orleans. He went. Thank you. Yeah. He's from, I think you mean Nolens, baby. Oh, I'm sorry. That's I'm so sorry. Nolens, share. That's the correct pronunciation. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he went to Warren Easton. It's Popeye's chicken. Yeah. Nolens, loving He's, good. He is a proud When you said Warren New Easton Orleans crap. like that, I was like, where are you from? Fucking Nebraska? I was just over-enunciating because we were talking about uh-huh. him getting elocution lessons. So I subconsciously over-enunciated, I guess. Well, I mean, somebody's got to electrocute people. Yeah. So, uh, she's, she, he's portraying this person from New Orleans. And Herman has that New Orleans kind of yat accent. And there was a skit that actually talked about him. That had, had his, uh, had a, he had a line where it was literally, there's that oil can. Well, guess how Herman says oil can if he's from New Orleans. Oil can? Yeah. Earl can. Earl can. Earl can. Earl can. Yeah. And he's getting less. He's getting uh, told how to speak not New Orleans for a role that is a guy from New Orleans. Like, is it that big of a crime that we have somebody with a yad accent portraying someone who has a yad accent? Because the people in Baton Rouge an hour away are totally not going to understand what the fuck he's saying. Are we that far removed from New Orleans? Earl yeah. can, oil can, Earl can, oil can. Say oil, oil. Say can, can. Say oil can, Earl can. <laughs> Basically. Cool whip. Pretty much. That's basically what happened. Yeah. It's Roy. Oh. Royal. And he's like, hey, my best friend is named Royal. He's the godfather to my first child. I've been saying his name for like 20 years. (laughs) And now I'm being told how to say it. (laughs) It was certainly an experience. Yeah. Yeah, it was. The uh, the other question you might have appreciated this. I was I was literally wondering if uh, when so we share the dressing room where we hang up our clothes and change for skits and stuff like that. And I go to get my pants. To I went from genie to regular pants, and there was another pair of pants thrown on top of mine, like on like doubled. Mine were underneath this other person's pants, and there were some empty hangers over to the right. And I'm like. First, I'm like, what an asshole. Who the fuck did this? I mean, there are hangers over there because I'm, I'm in a quick change. God, please tell me you did it. No. And I'm, I just I, know what questions you have to ask, and I don't yeah, like it. You don't like it? No. I literally was wondering. So later on, I realized, oh, I think I know who it is. And so now is this, like, is this gay code for something like meet me? So and so, such and such a place. Why the fuck are you asking me? I, I was, he asked me the same thing. I, and I was like, because, I don't, I don't know well, why you're asking. I understand why you're asking. I asked him. Now that is very impolite. There was, there was a gathering. There See, was, a, there funny was because he's slightly effeminate. Well, that's why I, he was. It was him, Robert Rao, and Herman. And I posed this question right before rushing on stage for my next skit. And Herman turns. And Evan turns. He says, "Why are you asking me?" I said, "Because you're the closest we got." I don't like I don't this like position I'm being put in. I mean, not not to cast aspersions on people, but I would have I said mean, Robert first. I like to, but no, literally, I, seriously, I like to consider myself woke, but am I so LGBT non-woke that that's a code and I don't know about it? 
No one says you need to know all the codes. Or, or maybe somebody just put their pants on a hanger. And also, yeah, not everything's a code. Yeah. It could have just been, A, somebody's an asshole, or B, they were like, oh, let me just use this hanger because it's the closest one to me. I think you read way too much into this, Jimmy. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe, maybe you should have so. fucking asked yourself. Maybe you should have looked in the mirror. I think it was Coach O. I think Coach O did it. You think Coach O did it? I think Coach O did it. Yeah. He was mad with the genie sketch, so. Yeah, we have, yeah, the genie sketch, yeah. But Coach O was there at the show, yeah. and um, I had seen him a few days before, and he had confirmed that he was going to the show, and uh, I had a chance to tell him, said, look, by the way, I'm actually playing you uh, at Saturday's Gridiron Show. Please don't whip my ass. And we joked a little bit. And Does uh, this mean now that that other thing may not happen and we can do this some more? No, it... it, it what do you mean? I don't know. I didn't say where I saw him. You saw him at the Gridiron Show. I saw him at the Gridiron Show. I saw him at Raising Canes. I saw him somewhere else. I saw him somewhere else. And uh, so uh, (laughs) he came to the show, and then he's up on stage. They pull him up on stage to be part of the uh, response to be Jeff Landry's interpreter. God damn it. That was hilarious. Coach Ogeron on stage acting as Jeff Landry's interpreter. Which is a hilarious idea. That is a fucking awesome, awesome comedic premise. Because they both... Yeah, right. talk funny. Yeah. Right, right. Got it. So, yep. uh, and of course, he gets up on stage, and I have to run and give him the Ogeron sign because John Bell Edwards is wearing a sign that says John, John Bell, Bell Edwards. Edwards. So, Coach O's got to have the sign. You can see my Ogeron. Instagram for proof. <laughs> exactly. So, that was a really fun, kind of surreal night. You haven't. That's old. Ted, that's old. Tattoo. I don't think I've on, ever seen on, that tattoo. On, he's got. Evan has a tattoo on his left forearm. When did says, you get that? Shame you missed it. Uh, probably around. Fuck August of last year. That's why I haven't seen it. Hmm. Somebody had better shit to do. <laughs> that is not true. I've never had better shit to do. You did. You did. You you spend your days emailing the main event uh, co-main event podcast now. I do. I do email them because oh, I God. heard I heard him read your name, Evan. Reboule. No, they said it correctly. <laughs> Chad Dundas follows me on Twitter, so he said it pronounced. He pronounced it correctly. He pronunciated it. He pronunciated it. <clears throat> it sounded See, one weird day, to me. One day, when you make it big, you're gonna have people like over enunciating and, and mispronouncing your name. That's why I kept it as a stage name, Rabole. I, I, I honestly, when I started doing comedy, almost was like, kind of stage name, just because Rabole is kind of hard to pronounce. And I was like, no, it's distinct. Even it's if they, distinct. even if they fuck it up, it's gonna be fun to yeah, listen to them fuck it up. Exactly. I can't wait to see how your name is, is misspelled. Mis- oh, it's mis- going to be very fun. It's uh, going to be very fun. My late night talk show host. Hopefully. Yeah. If, if we're being optimistic, sure. Or the host of uh, At Midnight. I don't know. No, that's not there anymore. And that's, meanwhile, I never even wanted a fucking stage name. I just got stuck with one. <laughs> yeah. People assume it's fake. Yeah. They do. No, actually, most of them assume it's real. Whenever they find out that they're like, wait, that's not on your birth certificate? I'm like, look, my parents were assholes. They weren't fucking real assholes. By the way, you know who's on Instagram now? Jermaine Jingles. Jermaine I was fucking gonna mention Jingles. It. I was going to mention it. Jingles J. I was going to mention God it. God damn it. I just just follow him. He was uh, he was tweeting stuff last night about, uh, or he was posting stuff from uh, a shot of, uh, what was it, Durex. It was some kind of a, kind of a like a condom with a vibrator or something built into it. And he's just like, yeah, Walmart's the booty place now. Because that was in... Uh, in the nasty booty stuff. <laughs> that's is that how to describe it? That we're gonna describe it as the nasty booty stuff. The nasty yeah. booty stuff. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty much what he said. Are we kink shaming everyone now? <laughs> kink shaming. Yeah. I'm not you're over here asking what the uh, what the what the code is in the gay community, but then you're gonna call it the nasty booty stuff. How dare you, you judgmental prick? <laughs> I didn't say it. I'm quoting Jermaine Jingles. That's pretty much what he said. And nobody ever said it win the booty. That's true. That's it. That is a fair point. He, still, he literally calls it booty rub music. Booty rub. Well, yeah. You, well, if that's what you do to it. Yeah. So sometimes you got to rub your own booty while you listen to some Barry White. Mm. So speaking of government, just real quick, I saw this uh, a couple of days ago. This mm. is this is a very very uh, Louisiana question uh, headline here. Um, How is, Louisiana is it? Well. Fucking advocate! I'm writing something. About oh, these yeah, assholes. you you could fucking just God. You, you you could just stop at the fucking advocate. Fucking advocate, and eh, never mind. Whatever. It's an <laughs> article. It's an article. Please don't go to the advocate website because it'll kill your fucking browser. Yeah, it will yeah, kill your true. browser. Hey, it if, will just grab it. It'll take all its money, 
and and reach around and put a gun to its head and then just you know ask ask for it to beg beg for its life and and it will say yes yes please and it will still blow its brains out. Yeah, that's what you, it'll do you to just, your browser. If, just, look, just just make up a Russian email address and send them money through PayPal instead of going to the Advocate, and then just go to WAFB and read the article there. You can do that. It'll be more well written, uh, coherent. It won't, kill, even, it won't kill your browser. There might even be a video. I literally it. have, like, oh, let me click on this story. Oh, no, it's an advocate link. No, not today, Satan. Never mind. Mm-hmm. Oh. Not today. R.I.P. Yeah. Um, I didn't want to know how the world was going to end anyway. <laughs> I mean, it's going to happen regardless, so why do I have to read about it first, you know? Yeah. I don't want to know I'm going to get hit by a car. Just let me get hit by the car. God, Simple as that. Can't we all hope, huh? It'd be such a sweet death right now. Well, not if it happened in the restaurant, because I might get hit, too. Yeah, that's true. This would be a weird place to get hit by a car at this moment. Very weird. Well, I don't know, based, based on the way the fucking asshole in the truck next to me parked in the parking lot. He's a hey. fucking dick. Uh, maybe I thought it was about code for something. I don't know. I don't no, because like- no, his giant truck wasn't even big enough for the regular small parking lot. He had to double park it. And even then, I still squeezed in next to him, because my car's tiny, because my dick's big. Correct. So apparently, um, so yeah, I drive but, a mom car. I don't have to prove anything to anybody. Yeah, yeah. so it's the, very sensible. I'm 40 and driving an 06 Scion XB that I bought with 13 miles on. I ain't got shit to prove to you. I'll whip your ass. Toyota Rav 4, baby. I'll whip your ass and then put my nuts on your face. <laughs> not you, you know the speculation. Of course, no, speculation. Yeah. I don't like you. Yeah. I mean Jeremy, maybe, but headline question as Louisiana. Marijuana pharmacies move forward, colon. Can they make enough money to survive? Yes. Yeah. Yep. That's a stupid question. The mere fact. Why was it written? The mere fact that their people are questioning. No, I don't they're not if, questioning it. They want the clicks. Like in Antarctica. No, there are people who have legitimate concerns because Louisiana is you can only treat these ten diseases. For medical marijuana, and there's so many regulations and restrictions. It's so weird that everybody has all ten of those diseases. It's <laughs> so weird. You could write an article called "Will the 74 marijuana stores in Antarctica be able to scrape by and make a living?" Yes. Yeah. Yes. My point though is, if anybody can fuck up the profitability of marijuana, it'd it's be Louisiana. Louisiana. If anybody can make weed, it wouldn't be the citizens. It would just be the politicians. State. Of course, the, the state. state would that's fuck what it we're up. talking about. The leadership. But if there's a way to fuck up the profitability of something as profitable as weed, we'd do it. That'd be us. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, like legal weed is gonna like revitalize a whole lot. And oh yeah. If it fails, it is entirely because of the state. Not because of the people who are definitely buying that weed. Right. It's the people who wrote the rules. I mean, that, that first year in, in Colorado, they almost shut down the legal weed stores because, like, the banks wouldn't accept their money. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's, it's, like, it's one of those things, like, we're, we're, we're literally doing everything by the book, and the system won't let us survive, mm. even though we're super profitable. Right. It's, that's the kind of stuff that's going to fuck over legal weed. Yeah, exactly. By the way, I have to mention, Evan was the first one at every rehearsal. Because, That's you know, true. Millennials are so goddamn lazy. That's correct. The, uh, it's a the, fact. The best part, though, was when we started rehearsal, the, uh, the people, more, was, multiple people came up to me. I thought it was just because he didn't have a job, so he didn't have anywhere else hey, to Hey, I be. have a job. It's the same one, just in a different city now. <laughs> I got further commute, too. Yeah, uh, not a bad commute. Yeah. Just, he, uh, so, Stand-up comedy? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> it's paying all the bills. I am trying to remember where I was going. And early in the rehearsals. Oh yeah, early rehearsals. Yeah. I'm sorry. The, so you and Robert you and Herman funny. show up to rehearsal, mm-hmm. and I had Why'd multiple you say people. Last. Multiple people came up to me and said, "I'm concerned." Like why? Well, the comedian, your comedians, the the, the only know, people the, not laughing the, are the comedians. The, they're not laughing. I'm like because they're comedians. <laughs> Comedians are some of the most miserable motherfuckers around. They are not gonna just, especially the shit that's written here. You gotta get, you gotta realize, gridiron. It half of it, more than half of it, is sight gags. Well, and and, and the other thing about it is that I don't be offended that it's not my brand of humor. Right. This is not the comedy I watch or or write. It's just mm-hmm. not. And I I will give all credit to those who wrote the gridiron show. They know their audience. Yeah. 
They hey, do. Because they show it very well. to pay, right? <laughs> exactly. Sometimes you do, do things for exposure. Like All hang, network. Like hang your pants on another pan, man's hanger. Yeah. Hey, I'll Look, get it. Jeremy's still talking about it. That's exposure. That'll, that'll get him to notice Every me. time Jeremy mentions it, that's the exposure right there. That's right. But no, like, it's... I, I wasn't like upset. I was just like, ah, that's this is not the show I would write. But I also know that right. But I just that's why I'm not writing the show. I just thought it funny, and, it, and it's like, well, I don't. Do you think comedians are like the most jolliest motherfuckers? Like just having a constant smile on their face, so they decided to go into comedy. Is that what? That's you why think? clowns paint them on their face. It's a, it's because it's a lie. Exactly. Exactly. All right. I don't um, believe that. I'm happy all the fucking time. Are you? Yeah. You are. Smiling right now. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, did you want to talk about the zoo? Salsa. Did you want to talk about the zoo losing its accreditation? I have all kinds of opinions about the zoo. <laughs> first of all, first opinion, it's bad. It's a bad zoo. I'm uh-huh. glad it lost accreditation. Uh, second opinion, it should just, it just, it should move to Cortana. They should buy Cortana. Fucking put the zoo there. Put the zoo at Cortana. That's that's the best thing you're gonna do. Because then the zoo's in a better location, more Boom. central to everybody. Exactly. But it's also in a location that needs the fucking traffic. Yeah. It it would revitalize this area of Baton Rouge. Yeah. And also, guess what? Not a flood zone. <laughs> that's true. That's another big one. You might have some water on Oak Villa down the road or on Monterey, but it's also Cort- more space. Cortana did not flood. Yeah, Cortana also failing. I don't know if we can admit that out loud, but it's not doing great. Yeah, well, you could probably buy it for cheap. Well, I mean, Moonbeam Investments, whatever, out of uh, Vegas, bought the thing in 2011 or some yeah. shit for six million dollars. Oh, that's cheap. And as now shit. they're trying to sell it. They're just trying to get rid of it for four million. Dude, Brett could buy that. Brett could afford that yeah. for sure. Put it there. It doesn't I, include I like the. It doesn't pour money together. It doesn't. I'll throw in a thousand dollars. And then be poor until that return investment begins. Oh boy! If you're going to put in a thousand, well, then I'm going to really have to step up my game. <laughs> I'll put in seventy-four dollars. <laughs> yeah. So uh, now we just need a millionaire to throw in three million nine hundred ninety-nine thousand nine hundred dollars, and we'll be good. The uh, Association of Zoos and Aquariums uh, did not renew its accreditation for Brex Bentner Zoo. It had been accredited out of forty-eight years. In existence, it was accredited for 40 years. 40 years. And um, the guy, the director of the zoo, Phil Frost, he said, uh, unfortunately, our nearly 48-year-old zoo did not meet the rigorous standards set forth by the AZA. Citing animal escapes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, if, if, if I go to a zoo and the animals are just escaping left and right, attacking small children, I assume is what the problem was. I didn't read into that, but that's what I hope was happening if animals are escaping I'd probably make sure they lose accreditation as well yeah, I'm thinking about I don't want a condor flying around a zoo I'm thinking about opening a zoo just set up like some some fencing and throw a bunch of animal crackers here you go I got a zoo here there you go is, is this any worse than going to the Baton Rouge Zoo no give me five dollars this is better here Robert Rao had a great joke about the Baton Rouge Zoo hmm. uh, I, I won't say the whole joke because it's fantastic and you should go see Robert Rao perform live probably at the last listening party on May 4th oh. but uh, he had a great line where he just goes, uh, the, the Baton Rouge Zoo sucks. He goes, you'll see things like, coming soon, a squirrel. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> I always, I always laughed so hard whenever that line came up. Yeah. But yeah, citing multiple escapes. Do they still have their the, wide mouth frogs? I think they moved to New Orleans. I think they went to the Audubon Zoo. Mm. I never went to another zoo after I was at the, uh, Audubon Zoo one time. And we had the, uh. Komodo dragons. Komodo dragons. Komodo. Komodo. Yeah, Komodo is the restaurant. Komodo. The Komodo dragon. It's, it's you go see the Komodo dragons. They're just like on a Benihana table, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just cooking up dinner for and you. They, and they have some mediocre sushi they were serving. <laughs> uh, but the Komodo dragons had eggs there, and one of them hatched while I was there, and like I saw a little baby dragon being Ooh. born. I was like, I never fucking need to go to a zoo yeah, again. You, like, you've, yeah, you've, you've nothing's peaked. nothing's gonna nothing's top go- this. Yeah, hit peak that's, zoo. That's like uh, the folks in uh, Dimst. Uh, either Denmark or Amsterdam, they were at a zoo and a giraffe gave birth like right there in front of them. And then they got to watch the giraffe try to find its legs and it was so fucking adorable just falling over again and again. Like, giraffe, baby giraffes ta- are hilarious. Ta- top that. Baby giraffes are hilarious to look at. Oh, They're they the are. stupidest creatures on earth. They pretty much are. 
I don't know they can fucking stand up and walk in a couple minutes, even with stupid long legs and a dumb long neck. That's what I'm saying. It's so fucking stupid. <laughs> like, like a fucking human no, baby. We agree. Like a human baby just fucking put it on the ground. Oh, look, he's going to die now. Yeah. <laughs> it's right. It's Evolution like, is trying to tell us oh, something. Oh, that's here. right. We didn't pop the thing to get him to breathing again. And make sure. Oh, we didn't suck the stuff out of his mouth and all that stuff. Oh, we need to cut. We, we didn't cut. The, yeah. <laughs> babies take a lot of high maintenance. A human, human baby babies can't even unhook themselves. True. You just stuck there. Uh, I guess I'm going to swing from this vine. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I apologize. Can we, can we delete that? <laughs> Tarzan was all a metaphor. The reason he got so popular was we just, we just craved to be back as babies. That's it. Warm and moist. Jungle. Vagina. Swinging from the vines. That's right. I'll show myself out. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. All right, so anything else about the zoo? I mean, look, we can all disagree. It's a bad zoo. It deserves what it got. I I can't tell you the last time I've been. I wouldn't be mad if they tried again in a better spot. Because, look, I know Baker doesn't want to lose the only thing that has people going to Baker. But the thing is, like, they fought hard to keep it there. But guess who wasn't going to the zoo? People who live in fucking Baker. No. They no. weren't supporting that piece of shit. They weren't supporting it. The, uh, I was a little upset that they... I, I'm and if you live in Baker and went to that zoo pretty often, don't at me on Twitter. I don't care. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of glad they didn't... They voted But if they wanted to, it. what's your Twitter handle? At Evan Rab. Mm. Very simple. I'm kind of... Overall, I'm you glad You probably they, find they, out more about that listening party on there, too. Probably so. If I had to guess. Uh, part of me, though, was a little upset they decided to leave the zoo where it's at, that they didn't vote to move it, only because we had a joke in Gridiron Update about uh, the zoo was going to double as an aquarium and all the animals are going to be certified <clears throat> in scuba. What else did y'all rip off from Saturday Night Live? Yeah. I didn't do it. That's not, that's not on me. I didn't write that shit. That's pretty, yeah, they, uh, I didn't write that title. But. Let me guess, you weren't Michael Shea? No. Mm-mm. I'd make a great Michael Che, though. Yeah, you would. I have a Michael Che impression that I can't do on a podcast because it's a visual. I just do blackface. Okay, I'm kidding. That's, Robert Rao that played, was bad. Robert Rao played uh, Kip Holden. He did. I could see that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even need a costume. Oh, he had Napoleon costume. It's a Napoleon costume, yeah. I mean, it's just because Kip literally wore a Napoleon costume in Spanish town. I know, I was there. Yeah, you were. Somebody told me about it later. <laughs> I saw pictures online. Yeah, when the I fuck did. did that happen? Pretty sure I was standing with him. <laughs> Only a little sure though. Slightly. Mm. There's a lot. There's a lot of that. Memories were fuzzy on that day. A so, lot of those. Yeah. So how far along are you watching uh, Wild Wild Country? I'm finished. Finished. Okay, so I watched. I binged five of the six episodes in one night. Shit. We're two and then I watched the next in. one the next night. So. Uh, this uh, documentary is on Netflix now by the Duplass brothers who did Room 104 on HBO, which was really kind of cool. Creep and uh, Creep 2 on Netflix. Yeah. Fucking listeners don't know what any of those things are. Mark Duplass is on The League. Oh, there you go. Now they'll know. Yeah. There you go. So they did the, the they have a, a documentary about this cult. that uh, well, re- A religious made, group. A religious group. Okay. Um, I'll give you that. And they all wore either red or orange or some shade yeah. in between. Robes and clothes, uh, while the my favorite. The, uh, have you met the, the lawyer? Was in Rolls Royces. In episode two, have you seen the lawyer yet? Oh yeah, well, that's what I was thinking. I that love that the lawyer is just wearing these burgundy suits, like he's Ron Burgundy from Anchorman mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah, yeah. I've not seen this yet, but I have read about the cult before. Some of us have books, motherfuckers. It's, it's very really, interesting. It's a crazy fucking story. It's ridiculous. I mean, the, it was like the most heavily financed cult. Which is it's that, called uh, I mean, Wild uh, Wild Country, since you didn't say that. Yeah, Wild Wild Country. And uh, it's probably the second most financed cult uh, right after Amway. Nice. Yeah. Or Scientology. Ooh, yeah. Or the Catholic Church. All right. Am I right? I'm, I'm Catholic. <laughs> I can say that. Um, technically Catholic. Um, I used to be. Yeah. <laughs> Well, like my thing with like I'm a lapsed fan. My thing with the Rajneeshi, which is was their name. The Rajneeshis. The Rajneeshis. Yeah. Uh, and they also call themselves the Sannyasins. Yes, yeah, so that's kind of like individually they're a Sannyasin, and as a group they're they're the Rajneeshi. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, and okay. their their leader was the Bhagwan. Bhagwan. Re, uh, Bhagwan Rajneesh. 
Bhagwan Sri Rajneesh. Yes, that's Bhagwan. his name. And, and then uh, later on went by Osho. Osho. And my just like, the first uh, warning sign I Osho. had. Osho Cinco. Osho. Osho Cinco. My, my first warning sign with any... If you're a religious leader, is he's an Indian guru, correct? That, that's what he was. Who had a massive following in India, then, then came to America. Had a huge... Had a huge ashram. Had a big commune. Hey, hey, get this. He had a huge ashram in Pune. In Pune, Punjab. India. Pune, Punjab. Yeah. Uh, my first warning sign with this group is that the leader is a devout capitalist. Yeah. Which, that just seems that, off. Yeah. That, that. What religious leader isn't? Exactly. And the ones that are completely like, you should definitely give me money because I'll give the Lord money, essentially. I don't know. Yeah, well, don't like, like Jesus, Look at Joel Osteen. He's a fucking I was, scam artist. I was going to say, Jesus stayed poor, and then after that, nobody else really did. Exactly, because look how much money you can make off of it. Yeah. It really is. But usually, it is like Amway. Like, hey, but usually, you get the cult cult food chain, I mean, then think you of, get the rubies. Think of the most famous cults that you know of. They were, like, sure, they, they scam people out of their money. I'm a triple diamond Christian, I'll have you know. I got my black Christian card right here. <laughs> uh, every famous cult, you know, sure, they scam people out of their money, but that wasn't one of their main tenants. Yeah. And this guy straight up was like, we need money to survive. Give us all your money. That's like one of the main things he preached. It's like, what the? F- mm-hmm. Hold on. This is a scam. Hey, well, hey, hey, if, if, you, if you convert enough people... You can come live in our private village in Italy. Yeah, and I mean the the, the basically, you know, going. I said it was Oregon. The, Ugh, what a what a trade down. The uh, the whole meditation. I know it's a hip thing. place to be now. They look. They were trendsetters. This was not Portland, Oregon. Yeah. They, they were trend. This was outside Antelope, Oregon, they, they, with look, it, which was a town of forty. They were trying to bring. You know, they were trying to set it up back in the day. That's that's what they were. They were trying to. They were trying to turn everything into Portland. Now, you're only two episodes in, so you haven't gotten to what I considered the most interesting part of the story. Uh, but not the free sex. Or the no, open which was also very interesting. Not the part about how Nike's founder fought against correct the Rajneeshis from settling in Antelope because his. His shoes later on became morbidly synonymous with Heaven's Gate. When they right. all off themselves, they were all wearing well, The Rajneeshi tried to take over the politics of Oregon. They tried to literally right. inject themselves. Well, they themselves. did in the city. Yes. But here's the thing. When they were trying to you know, win votes and stuff like that, they shipped a bunch of homeless people to live in the commune with them. And so they like, they, they, it was a brilliant move. Like, we, we are going to help the people that everyone else in the country has ignored, and we're going to give these homeless people a home. And they can live in our commune and work on the farms and like eat with our food. And it was like, that sounds brilliant, because then they then registered them to vote in yeah. Oregon. Yeah. Yeah. It was fucking brilliant. I watched that, and I laughed out loud. Mm-hmm. At like, I'm surprised no one's done that shit in, like, Ohio. I know. <laughs> it's amazing. That's right. I mean, because technically it's not illegal, and it's not like they were keeping and, these homeless people hostage. And I would say, spoiler alert, but I'm only giving information that's also available in the Wikipedia page. Yeah. Yeah. True. It's, it's, not, it's not a movie spoiler you're giving right. you. Right. It's a real you're, thing that happened. Hey, hey, guess what? The boat sinks in Titanic. The reason to watch the documentary is to see these people's firsthand accounts of the situation, yeah. not knowing what the situations are. You're basically doing an anarchist cookbook. Like, hey, I didn't create it. I'm not giving you anything that's not available in books out there. Exactly. I've just, I've just curated it for exactly. you. Exactly. Yeah. God, it was a crazy documentary, too. Like, six hours of my life that were yeah. well worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, don't, I never even understood how that, like, how they said that was kind of illegal doing things. I was like, no, it's really not, because they weren't holding these people hostage. They were kind of helping them out. They get into that. Yeah, they, they were. They get they were, that whole situation. Yeah, they were actually trying to help yeah. these people become and better. The reason it was illegal was because it's like fraud. It's a fraudulent reasoning, which is one of those things like it, which gets tricky territory because you can't prove it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you can prove that it was fraudulent, which spoiler alert on this one, they could. That's when they'd be like, "Oh, now mm-hmm. it's illegal." Yeah. The other thing was you have the the Rajneeshis are buying up all the property in Antelope. Antelope. Ha, like they said, half the homes were for sale. Yep. It wasn't like they went in and just like muscled them out yeah. or tricked them on their deed or some shit. They were like, "Oh, you you want fifty thousand dollars for this? 
Here's fifty thousand dollars. I mean, it's it's some house yeah. of cards shit. Like they're ruining people's lives by doing everything by the book. Yeah. Everything by the book. Like, yeah, they weren't going in like the mafia and being like, "You pay us this extortion money, and we'll let your business not get burned to the ground." No, they're like, "We're gonna buy your business. Yeah. We're gonna buy your business." It's we're ours buy now. Your house. And people were just like, well, I mean, all right, if you're going to give mean, me a, yeah, they oh, talk oh, a bag of cash, here exactly. you go, sir. That's so many exactly of these people out there were talking shit, and when they had that 50000 in their face, they got sprung. Yeah. It's true, bro. Mm. Man, talk about the worst part of the Gridiron show. <laughs> no shit. Uh, I don't know. I, thought, I felt uh, like I was, yeah, I you, like you I was back it, in like 86. You, you took that hard. Well, oh, um, I So there was a part of the Gridiron show where the person playing John Bell Edwards did a uh, Baby Got Back parody. Mm. Yeah. I like balanced budgets and I cannot lie. Oh. Other, you Republicans can't deny. Now, here's the thing. When Jay walks in this august place I was, with a black line in your face, you get sprung. Now, here, here's the thing. Jeremy's doing a better job than, than the guy who played <laughs> Jeff Ocean. And I, unfortunately, was forced to be in the beginning part of the sketch where we introduced the parody. Were you a B-boy? Yep. Yeah, no. Nah. Uh. So I couldn't run out of the building fast enough to not hear the parody song. Because it was so cringy. I wanted to sink into a hole and never see the light of day again. But, and, but more importantly, did, did anybody in the crowd be like, but, but the, the budget's not balanced. We're still like in a shithole. Like, everything's... No, but I will tell you that a lot of the people in the audience didn't even know what that song was because they were all 115 years old. Do you want to talk about your uh, your uh, Snapchat video? Was John Mahaffey there? <laughs> he could have been. I want to keep referencing him. Please, uh, he's not dead, is he? No, he's not okay. dead. No, no, he's alive. George Sells so, dead. George Sells uh, is alive. Uh, now, if if anyone have, if anyone listening is my friend on Snapchat, you know that I can be very mean <laughs> on Snapchat because the great thing about Snapchat is that. Uh, only people who you're friends with can see it. And it vanishes. And it, it vanishes. Away. So I might unless, have... Unless you have a second cell phone like I do, and sometimes like, you can record people shit with it. It's, yeah. it's like the Cambridge Analytica email. Just... Yeah. And so I might have been on Snapchat making fun of everyone in the audience by doing a panning shot and just saying that I was performing at the oldest person in the world competition. That was a beautiful pan shot, too. Because at you. that time, they were just... Maybe I thought you were in the VFW hall. We kind of were. It was. It was. <laughs> the, it was the American Legion Hall. I mean, I saw a couple people with the hats. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, God bless them. Would be like Admiral. <laughs> the uh, the first night of rehearsal when they were going through that number. Yeah. And it was funny because we have a, a I like to say this pianist. She's great, and her husband is on the guitar. It's Rob and Julie Pear. They're good folks. Yeah, they're good people. And and that's our orchestra. And, but they, they're trying to figure out how they're going to do with the, the beats and then, of course, getting the person performing it to be on the beat and, and, and rapping in time. Uh, you know, I've, I've always and, wanted to, to say I didn't believe the stereotypes about white people. You mean like white people do this? Yeah. And, and, and then white people here do comes that? We do. And then here comes white people. And they prove people. it all correct. Yeah. Look, so, people, si- people can say it's horrible to stereotype shit, but... Stereotypes exist for a reason. True, they do. And Specifically, ones about white people. Cause yeah, yeah. Look, I, I say all the time. I got some hillbilly ass motherfuckers like in my van. Like, Ugh. like I, I and can't. these white people can't hold a beat to save their life. I'm in the back. Clapping on one and three. I'm yeah, back, I'm in the. Oh God, oh, that reminds me of the last time I was here. Oh man. Anyway, you're um, in the back. So uh, I'm in the back. Out who left sit, their pants. I'm sitting next to Herman, and they're up there, like, just. Unbelievably struggling. They're not even close to anywhere near Baby Got Back. No. And and Herman turns to me. He goes, "Oh man, that's the first rap song I've I ever learned the lyrics by heart." And I'm like, "Really?" He goes, "Yeah." And he starts talking about it. And so I see them struggling. I'm like, "You know, I guess they're not asking you because they don't. They're afraid of seeming like they're profiling you or something like that." And so he's like, "Yeah." And then eventually, I just it just got to be too much. And I was like, "Rob, hey." I just start pointing at Herman. Herman gets up there, and like five minutes later, it's like manifestly better. Still not, still shitty, right? But it it at least kind of sounded like Baby Got Back. It sounded like there was effort into it. Yeah. yeah. So that was kind of. Oof, kind it of, was. Yeah. I I I really I I gave my two lines at the beginning of the sketch, and then I fucking bolted, bolted. off stage. Like I got to get out of. I can't. I, yeah, I hear you. I can't even accidentally hear what's about to happen. <laughs> and then the and the RC the the. The air scratching. And let me tell you, the the first show it actually went okay. 
the Saturday show, it it didn't go okay. I actually, I actually walked out into the crowd for that one and to see what their reaction was, and it was not positive. <laughs> well, was it a lot of quizzical looks? Some quizzical looks, and also I I think one specific table, particularly uh, where the governor might have been sitting, was not angry at it, but definitely like I mean. Why? Why? Just We're, why? And and it, but they weren't they weren't angry at like this is this is inappropriate. They were like this is just fucking terrible. Yeah, yeah. Okay. probably so. Okay, the best good. the best part was uh, Gerald Moses showed up for rehearsal and he elderly gentleman. I know he's in his eighties or if not, he's close to it. But he's been in like fifty nine of the shows. He has the funniest fucking bit in the whole Dude, show. Dude, he does. But in the rehearsals. The director turned to him and said, uh, after the baby got back and another one, he's like, hey, Herman, remember when we used to do songs like that back in the day, the Gridiron Show? And he's like, that's a song? (laughs) (laughs) I lost my shit. Goddamn, Jerry Moses was fucking funny. He was. He is funny. They didn't even say 23 skadoo. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even hear that it was cold outside. Come on. It's not music. The, uh, no one tried to fly me to the moon. But <laughs> no one that. tried to have it their way. That's that song didn't even start. But da 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 We should do a song. We should. There's got to be a song about Kamala in here somewhere. Oh God. That's the Diesel Driving Academy reprise. Jesus. The uh, the thing about the Rajneeshis though that I find kind of interesting is oh, right. back what to, we're talking about. We're back to the Rajneeshis and, and antelope. As they love baby back got back parodies. They do. That hey. was their second main take. Hey, Sir Mixalot from one once one state over. <laughs> He's from Seattle. Yeah. And then the antelope is almost in Washington. I actually state. imagine that Sir Mixalot had very strong opinions on the Rajneeshis at one did. point in time. He did. Also during one I think it was episode two, we're watching it last night. And they have the mat. They have like the news footage from the early '80s. And right. The national news uh, they had in the graphic they had to show where antelope is, like the three or four states right there. Right. And they're labeled, and you see antelope. But Washington, it's everybody's Oregon, California, Nevada, and then you see Washington, Washington. They had it on twice. And of course, I'm married to a copy editor. She's like, "What the hell?" I said, "It's it's not Washington D.C. It's Washington, Washington." You gotta like. Identify, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, but at that point, you just put Washington State. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, that's where I thought it was going with that. Yeah. <clears throat> so the thing that they're getting pissed off with all the Rajneeshis buying up all their land, I start to think, I'm like, oh, wait a minute, the white man has a problem mm-hmm. with these uh, Rajneeshis. Many of them Indians coming in and buying up all their I land. Mean, I'm not. Even being watching the documentary, like, it's, it's did, one of those documentaries like, did they put all the white people on reservations? And then the Rajneeshis went around and started passing out blankets with smallpox on them. <laughs> Jesus. Well, well they gotta, did do a bio. Uh, I got out of they did do, hurry. Didn't they do a bio? Uh, I haven't gotten to that episode. Oh, yes. The, the, yes. The, but their plan failed the bio, because bioterror. white people bio-terror. were immune they had, they had, to they had a, they had so, a I mean, bioterror attack hey. on a small town nearby. The well, big difference. difference like, look, it's one of those documentaries where you watch, you go, "Wow, everyone's wrong. <laughs> Everyone was incorrect in yeah. how they handled this thing." Yeah. The town of Antelope were a little racially biased and a little aggressive towards their new neighbors, and the Rajneeshi are a cult. So everyone's wrong. <laughs> it's like that making a murderer. Exactly. I mean, he was wrong for murdering that girl. Oh, but absolutely. But then the cops were wrong for framing him when exactly. they couldn't prove he murdered that girl. <laughs> it's one of those like, "You did this, and we're going to frame you for doing this." We're like, well, everyone's incorrect yeah. here. Everybody's <laughs> fucked on this. Yeah. Just wait till he commits another crime that he's definitely going yeah. to commit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. catch him on the next one, man. Yeah, sure, he didn't murder that first girl, so we're going to frame him for murdering somebody else. Exactly. Oh, and the And Indians. then we think he might have murdered somebody else when they came to investigate how he didn't murder the person we said he murdered the first time. <laughs> All great documentaries. <laughs> oh, and the Indians? What color are they associated with? Red? Red man? They literally had bumper Great stickers. That's, they literally oh, had I thought it was bumper a tobacco stickers. Reference. Chewing tobacco. <laughs> tobacco. I'm sorry. They, the bumper stickers literally said "Better dead than red," because they were trying to they were trying to unincorporate the town so the Rajneeshis couldn't come in and take over the 
council and take over everything. I thought this was and the vote failed. I because thought this the was dot, not feather. That's what it I'm is. saying. It is. I'm just saying. But so, they they wear red robes. So, they wear red oh, robes. Okay. I thought I was like they're just so terrible at racism. They don't even know. They're just like. Wait a minute. It'd be worse if it didn't even rhyme. Just like, better dead than an Indian. Just like, what the fuck? Better dead than them folk. <laughs> better dead than orange. Wait a Hold on. Orange. What rhymes with orange? And that's better all in the That's all in the number. Wait a second. Hold better on. Better grunge than orange. It wraps around it's the corner. It's a wraparound it's like decal. A pin, it's like a pinstripe. <laughs> a three-inch thick pinstripe of words. <laughs> Everybody's driving buses. <laughs> <laughs> and next to that's a Gordon McKernan ad. <laughs> yes. Hey, hey, don't you disparage. Don't disparage Gordon. He gets it done. He does. He gets it done. I love how he has three ads in the same billboard. You shut your mouth. <laughs> Man is a saint. I'm sure you both saw the meme of three three billboards outside Baton Rouge, Louisiana. It was just three Gordon McKernan billboards. No, I didn't see yes. that. <laughs> it's fantastic. Fucking love it. It's fantastic. It's better than that shit movie. I hate that movie. God. I, I was conflicted during I the movie. Didn't see it yet. And then after and reviewing it in my own time, I was like, this is a bad movie. Yeah, really? Like, so literally, so literally. I, 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 before this. Best trailer for any movie oh, in the yeah. past like five oh, years. The trailer is awesome. If the if the movie was just the trailer on repeat, it'd be the greatest movie I've ever seen. Now, now we we don't ever talk about my my day job, but you would understand people that know me why I should be like, yeah, we need more movies like that, especially the title. <laughs> but I'm just like, <laughs> we need less of that movie. Yeah. Uh, if if they could just put the soundtrack, that priest scene made no sense. Why was that in the movie? If they could put if they could put that soundtrack in the trailer, it might be even better. Yeah, good soundtrack. It's all right. No, no it's, it's fine. Shit, no. nobody even knows what the soundtrack is. Thanks for oh. ruining my. Sorry, I thought it was a legitimate thing. Some yeah. movies have boss soundtracks. It's like it's like okay, I see where this move. Wait, no, I don't see where this movie is yeah. going. Why? Wait, why is that cop being redeemed? He's a bad yeah. person. He's, why is he? Why is this a redemption arc? Yeah. Wait, he's still. Oh, wait, so it's the end. Wait, so he's redeemed, but also still a bad person. Yeah. But we we're supposed to have sympathy. What he's the? redeemed, but didn't change anything, and he's still a dick. But because she was kind of a bitch to him, like we're supposed to be on his team now. Got it. And wait, why is Peter Dinklage so wasted in this movie? <laughs> I, I don't. He was wasted. Yeah, he was wasted in this movie. <laughs> Waste. Peter Dinklage, he's in three Waste. scenes. You mean like they didn't use him wisely? He wasn't like he drunk was, wasted like he is in Game of Thrones. He fucking better have been to get his money's worth off that paycheck. <laughs> okay. They, they did not use... Like, he's in three scenes. You have one of the best yeah, actors. Game of he's Thrones. short. His waist is low. I've seen oh, too much Game of Thrones. Meant. You say Peter Dinklage wasted. I think he's, you know... T- Tyrion just They didn't drunk. utilize him. Yes. Okay. Okay. He was improperly utilized. And I love Sam Rockwell. I hated that character. Yeah. And not in like a good villain kind of hate, like a legitimately this character is a bad character. And what's bad what's the really shitty part is like you know if that character had any depth or fucking real anything, he would have made it awesome. Yeah. And also, you know if in real life that character would have probably been killed off halfway through the movie. Yeah. I also believe it's based on a true story that actually happened in Texas. Somewhere. But yeah, it's based on a true but story. But based on a true story. You know how those yeah. go. It means at one point in Texas, there were three billboards yeah. somewhere. Long story and short. Said, That's a, that'd make a good movie. Long story short, the murderer is still out there. Yeah. Jesus. That movie infuriated. And that deer. Ugh. Worst CGI I've seen in a movie. D-E-A-R. Oh, dear. <laughs> Oh dear! Uh, my uh, this podcast is going to slow fade out with just us fade. rambling about this movie. Yeah, <laughs> it's just going to slowly fade away. Jeremy comes back at the end, like uh, they kept going out for thirty more minutes. So I just, I just put an end of the podcast. That's fine, whatever. <laughs> We're going to end it with the actual trailer to gonna, that movie. It's going to be it's going to be like uh, a, a band playing a live performance on Soul Train. It just fades. Uh, because yeah. they're doing it live. Totally live. That's how you yeah. do the song live. You just fade it out. Wait a minute. My childhood was a lie. <laughs> <laughs> I've always... I knew that when I was a kid. I was like, oh, fuck you. I know that ain't live. How'd you know? You didn't even... I was old enough to discern. I was like, no, that's not how bands... I don't know. 
I might have been 12. I might have been older. Soul Train is bullshit. Soul Train? <laughs> and who put their pants on my pants? <laughs> my dental hygienist is not a real person. She is a... Uh, a, uh, a my dentist isn't real because I haven't gone to the dentist in three years. She, she's not a real person. She's a <laughs> discarded Kristen Wiig character. Okay. She's a character that didn't make the cut on SNL. I guess we know who doesn't listen to the podcast. Oh, I'm a what now? <laughs> she, no. Uh, yeah, I, every time I go, I'm like, the, the uh, God, this is so fucking corny. The most painful thing about going to the dentist is my dental hygienist's personality. Why don't they keep just, why are they talking to you? <laughs> your fingers are in my mouth. <laughs> my fingers are in your butt. Wait a minute. That's See, not how any of this works. She's okay, the perfect God, dental She's the perfect dental hygienist in that okay, she will tell you she'll say stuff and she doesn't need you to laugh because she does it herself. And now every, I feel like you're just talking about me. At every fucking thing. No I, matter I what think it the is. The shit I say is funnier than anybody ever does. She just <laughs> goes on and on about whatever and then she just laughs. And the laugh is like you, you, if you heard this laugh, it's like that's a stage laugh. That's a right. that's a character laugh. That's not your authentic laugh. But no, I have, I mean, is, I have a retail laugh. This is Joe. this is her authentic <laughs> laugh. No, 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 no. This, it's more, it's more like, it's more like, it's more like this. <laughs> Ask me. Okay, so this this item won't ring properly. So what is the go-to joke for when something is not ringing up at the register properly? Oh. What is it? It must be free, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Get the fuck out of my store. Go. Go or I'll, I'll fucking kill you. Oh, speaking of horrible laughs, uh, have y'all watched the new Roseanne? No. I've heard about it. No, I have not watched it. So I watched it. I thought it was funny. Uh I thought you wanted to get away from uh, politics. The look, because somebody said that the whole show was nothing but Trump and, and Hillary jokes. It, it, no, no, there's a there's a, there is a clash of it between uh, uh, Roseanne and her sister. Mm-hmm. Uh, like apparently that was like a dividing point in the family. Spoiler alert. Uh, I think they're going to work it out though. <laughs> oh, and also the husband came to life, uh, came back to life after having a heart attack in the original uh, series. Apparently, they also reference that. It's fun. Yeah, he just. So look, if they took the laugh track out of the show, I think it would be a fucking great comedy. But they're they, trying too hard. They have they have the fucking they have a laugh track that makes that fucking bazinga show that I hate. Yeah. Seem like highbrow comedy. I, I can't remember what's the fucking show. That Silicon I Valley. No, no, it, no. I like Silicon Big, Big Bang Theory. Yeah. Big Bang Theory. It makes uh, it makes Big Bang Theory look like Silicon Valley. Yes. If they just that's what I was going for. if they didn't like if that. they didn't have that fucking laugh track, it would be a really fucking funny show. But the laugh track is so loud and distracting. Yeah. That it's just like, uh, it yeah, makes me cringe a they, little. Yeah, the laugh tracks are more are kind of like the uh, the ads on Spotify or the the car dealer ads during Where the afternoon. The volume news. shoots yeah, out. The yeah. volume just shoots out of oh, nowhere. Yeah. We yeah. gotta tell you when to laugh, otherwise you're not gonna know it's funny. See, when we were growing up watching like Brady Bunch, this laugh track was there, but it, it was, was a lot low. More, it was low. It was, it was just subdued. It wasn't in right. your face. Either that or the speaker on my television wasn't that good. I don't but know. but there wasn't like it's literally like they have people like. <laughs> Every, every time, like, like Dan walks in the room, there's a, there's a fucking eight second laugh and applause break. Uh, uh, there's there's a Trump joke. There's an eight second laugh track. There's a Hillary joke. There's an eight second like. Ooh, we get it. We get there's people there. We mm-hmm. get it. People wonder why you know the last, TV's going to shit. You know the last really great like multicam sitcom, hmm. the Carmichael Show. What's that? It was excellent. Oh, Gerard, Gerard, Gerard Carmichael, Carmichael on NBC. So good. They they made a traditional multicam sitcom, but they used it to talk about like real shit. They did. And had like really like diverse opinions portrayed on the show. Mm-hmm. David Allen Greer played the dad. Yeah. Dude, it's so it was so good. I never watched the show, but I did hear him talk about it on Fresh Air because ne- I listened I think it's to on Netflix. NPR. I think it's on Netflix. It probably is. I think But it's it's, it's I look it up because it's I love the Carmichael show. Besides yeah, I'm gonna the get that track. on Netflix. So, which killed the the sitcom? Uh, the the laugh track. 
networks. Give it, networks. Or, or uh, the invention of cell phones. No, networks. Because networks. cell phones, like I said, that kills off eight, 90% of your traditional sitcom plots. It's, it, it kills off really like all your shows. It kills off really bad movies that don't make any sense anyway. <laughs> like, like my favorite, like we, I think we talked about that, or was it Bill Burr on his podcast? Probably so, or maybe it was both. Anyway, uh, I fucking love Magnum PI. Like a cell phone would have stopped all that shit. Well, I like when movies justify why it doesn't work. It's like you're doing the phone like a. I love really dumb ones like you're doing this because you don't want them to have a cell phone like type in the phone and like a bird steals their phone it's like yeah. what the f- that's never happened before and it's like yeah but they can't have a phone in this movie so fucking bird yeah, I love stupid justifications for like why things don't work in we're movies. near a military base they must have cell phone jammers yeah, yeah. I love that Do shit they? I love that shit hmm I was thinking about that the other day when I was watching Homeland and she puts on the wig because she doesn't want anybody to recognize her. Mm-hmm. Are, are people in the future when like 20, 30 years from now once facial recognition is perfected and they see scenes like that, they talk about it the same way we, we're talking about yeah. cell phones. You, you, know how I would, you know how I'd start a movie to with a good justification of why they don't have a cell phone? 1988. Yes, but also the, the first part of the movie is they're going to see Dave Chappelle live at Radio City Music Hall. Or Joe Rogan and so he, in New Orleans. He takes their cell phones away. And puts it in a bag. Puts it in a bag and they lock it up. Right. And, uh, and if you bust the bag and open And then during the show, the show, a terror attack happens and they oh. all run out. So none of them have their cell phones. Boom. That's <gasps> the beginning of the movie. Ooh. Or Joe Rogan in New Orleans. We yeah, either way. But they're going to see a stand-up show for yes. a big comic. That's the, that's the new thing. Yeah, yeah. And so they everybody's all out on Canal Street or whatever in New Orleans. And they can't catch their Uber or call their loved one tell them goodbye before the end of the world because their cell phone is still in the theater. That's right. So as someone, I, mm. I love all the old shows. I watch them all legally on Netflix. Of course. Uh, of you, course. Pay, you pay your, your money. I do, I yeah. do. For yeah. And, yeah. and I watch Magnum. And my, I, I just finished re-watching Miami Vice again. Uh, my f- and, and my favorite thing about all the old shows is no matter, like, oh, we're at the hospital. Like, somebody got shot, and we're at the hospital waiting to see if they'll come around. Oh, there just happens to be a phone call for me here. Uh, hey, chief, we're on our way to interview that witness. That's all they say, and then they walk out, and the next thing you know, they're in like the mall, mm-hmm. and like a payphone rings, and it's, oh, oh, hey, are you are you uh, are you Sonny Crockett? Yeah, phone, sir. Like, how the fuck? Like they literally have the phone number <laughs> to every place yeah. ever, ever. It's the best. Yeah, I love, I love that, that shit. shit. And then That's... like, but and and also like doctors smoking in the hospital, like talking to their patient. Let's get that oxygen mask on you. It's <sighs> good for you. <laughs> How about these camels, right? Kids these days will never know the Doctor angst recommended. Of, Mom approved. Kids these days, like, you know, Evan, he'll never know the angst of being at a mall and hearing a payphone ring, and you're like, should I answer it? Uh, you always answer should it. Should I answer it or not? I've, I've always like, answered it. Payphones yeah. were still around when I was born. Like I'm, I've been but around. Did you ever have yeah, that? When, did, when you were you, born, did you have that decision? Ever have to make that decision? Oh, there's a public payphone. My mom ringing. wouldn't let me make that decision. Did, did you? Did you ever? Did <laughs> I you, wanted to. Do you ever have to carry around a pocket full of change so that when someone beats yes. you, you could call and listen to the voicemail and then call the person back? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that one I did do, at least once. Then my dad had a beeper. I had to deal with that. I had a beeper and then a voicemail pager. Sir Mix a lot had a song called Beepers. He did. That's he did. a good button on the podcast. I think that is a good button. I like big buttons on the can. Please don't you fucking dare. <laughs> he also had songs called Swass and Buttermilk Biscuits. And Rippin'. Yeah. And I have a show Saturday at the Manship Theater. You do. That's right. Two things that ain't bullshit. Wait, Seattle and Evan Rabble. Fuck you. I have a show Friday and Saturday at the Manship Theater. What? Friday, March 30th, the Family Dinner Improv in the Hartley Bay Theater. Nice. Saturday, March 31st, Trivial Objections at who's the Hartley on, Bay Theater. Who's on, who's on the Trivial Objections show? Jeffrey Buck and Kyle Smith. Jeff Buck? Mm-hmm. Jesus. Jeff Move, fucking Buck. He's moving to Chicago. He is. What? Yeah. Man. This is a little goodbye tour. Uh, by the way, you asked a couple of people at Gridiron if they would be on. Well, you asked one of them. Yeah. Did you ask the other? Didn't after get a chance see, to. After seeing his performance of John didn't, Kennedy? Didn't get a chance to. So he, he kind of, 
I talked to him about his he would son. do it. He would. He would do it. But he was busy. He was also in networking mode, and yeah, he so was. Yeah, he, he was. was not looking to network with me. <laughs> so yeah, I'm a nobody. But uh, yeah, he may have a big name on Trivial Rejection soon. Awesome. It's, it's Evan is Evan. Don't give God. a fuck. He. Oh, oh, there, there's a. I would say the president, but fuck the president. Oh, there's the Pope. All right, hey Pope. Yay, Pop! You want to be on the trivial objections? Hey, or, or when uh, when John Bell was about to go on stage, I just go, "Hey, don't bomb!" <laughs> God damn it! That was the best part of the night. So we're backstage after the show, and Evan, there's the governor and his staff ready to come on stage. They're sitting backstage waiting to go. They're, the, re- uh, they're, they're going over the scripture. the lines. Time. And he's standing there. Evan goes right, goes up to the governor, and goes up, taps him on the shoulder. Hey, don't bomb! <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. And did the same to Jay? Yeah, did, did both of them. I'm like, fuck yeah. So, do I even want to ask how old Jeff Buck is? Uh, 27? Jesus. So, when he was like 16, yep. he wanted to do stand-up. Yep. And I did a show for him. Like, he wanted to do a show, and it was at... It used to be Godfather's on Florida Boulevard, and it's been a hundred things since then. Oh, the Long Branch. It, it was like a it little was, metal club for a little while over there next to AutoZone. Right. The old Godfather's Pizza. Yeah. And so uh, me and him and somebody else did a show there. I didn't even know he was 16 at the time, but that dude was always fucking funny. I mm-hmm. liked him back then. Jeff Buck. Funny he's as gotten a lot better, too. Like, he just keeps getting better. Funny really? as well, buck. Fucking good for and him, he, man. And, then you and after it. that new movement shit broke, he's like, it's a good time to move to Chicago. Yeah. Then, then yeah. fucking go see Jeff Buck before he moves out and becomes famous. Because, goddammit, I always like that dude. March 31st at the Manship Theater. Fuck yeah. Technically the Hartley Bay. Turn on out, man. What you got going on? You got what? Jesus is coming up the next morning, whether you go to the show or not. Go to the fucking show. That's right. And then be on the lookout for the last listening party. I'll be Damn in a straight. wedding shower that night. Damn. Mm. Oh well. It's family. I gotta get. Oh, gross. You could yeah, ju- you could just call them. I don't have any of those anymore, so it's all good. <laughs> just tell them it was an a- early April Fools when you said you were going. Sure, I could. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on. This has been fun. Thanks for having me, Evan Rabelais. Hi, Evan Rab on Twitter. Nice. Evan Rab on Twitter and also probably on Instagram. Evan Rab Comedy on Instagram. Evan Rab Comedy on Instagram. Listening party on Instagram. Oh wait, no. Listening party show on Instagram is still technically there, but yeah. Won't if you, be updating for much longer. If you want to see things that you missed. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, there's plenty of backlog on that Instagram account. I'm just, and, and look, I'm just saying, you know, whenever it changes the hearing party, <laughs> you could just change the name of it on Instagram. That's and true. I before could. long, it'll be Lemon Party. All right, well, I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was Jeremy. Sorry. He's not performing anywhere. If you no, have, I'm in not. Case you're wondering I'm why. not performing <laughs> anywhere. Let's go ahead and sign up and get the fuck Ask out of here. Ask his wife. Hi-oh. Hey. Fuck it. You've been listening to the Red Stick Podcast. Bye. Bye.